We are beginning a series, as it were, every Friday, uh, entitled, Who Is This? We're taking a look at the book of Mark, at some of the amazing things that Jesus did that set him apart from every other person in the history of the world, and people took note. And today we start with his exercise of authority. I'm going to read from Mark chapter 1. It says, They went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he, Jesus, entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority, not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And the man cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so they questioned them among themselves, saying, Who is this? A new teaching and with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. The authority of Jesus is what surprises people. And if you think about that theme, maybe it's something you don't often think about, but I'm going to suggest... That the desire for authority is at the heart of every single one of us. In Jesus' day and age, people were familiar with it. As a matter of fact, although they live in a time of great peace in the world, there was a great deal of turmoil. People always clamoring to see who had the most authority. In the temple, it was the scribes and the Pharisees wrangling over who could use the Scriptures to defend themselves the best and to impress their authority on others. In the culture, there was a debate between Jewish people and between the Romans, and there was a very precarious balance of power and authority. As a matter of fact, when it came time to crucify Jesus, if you remember, there was great debate. Who actually had the authority to take his life? The Jewish leaders did not And that is why they had to go to Pilate. Well, our day and age is not all that different. If you have a television or a radio or a computer, you're probably aware that we are looking for the next president of our country. If you've seen any of the debates, you're familiar with what Jesus put up with. Clamoring for authority. right? All trying to impress upon you that they are the right person to lead our country. Now, in a strange twist of fate in our own nation... They're actually asking you for authority. And as voters, you have the ability to make that decision. Oddly enough, it's actually you who have authority right now over them until one of them is elected into office. Maybe it's just here at school. Maybe you're in a group project and you want to be in charge. Maybe you're on a board or a committee and you're not in charge, but you have some great ideas about what could happen if you were in charge. Now, I know there's some of you not convinced. Say, I don't even need authority. I just want to do my own thing. Well, let me surprise you with this. They're saying they're impressed by Jesus' authority. In Greek, that word is exousia. Now, oddly enough, that same word conveys both authority in a, a sense of being in charge of something, but exousia can also mean that you have the power, you have the freedom to do as you choose. So maybe that's more the authority that you are seeking. Perhaps you come to college, your first experience of having some of that exousia, that authority over yourself. 
Instead of being subservient to your parents and their rules, maybe some of our visiting students are looking forward to that part of college. Don't tell them you have a dean of students that will parent them if they neglect to parent themselves when they get here. But authority is something that is key to our life. And we see people in our world clamoring for it. And yet, when Jesus exercises authority, it is surprisingly authentic. It is in a new way, they say. He doesn't teach like the other people who teach us. He teaches instead with authority. What is the difference with Jesus? Now, when the scribes, when the Pharisees, the teachers of the law taught the people on a Saturday morning, as it happened to be, in the synagogue, they quoted the Scriptures. If they had a theological argument with one another, they quoted the scriptures, or maybe even the ancient traditions of the scholars. And they had to use those quotes in order to impress their opinions on one another. But when Jesus came and spoke, oddly enough, he does it in a new way. Yes, at times, and if you look at, uh, you can find a key of the New Testament and look at those cross-references, you're going to find that Jesus quotes the Old Testament all over the place. But he doesn't need to refer to the Old Testament to provide authority for himself. It's just something interesting about Jesus. John chapter 1 tells us that in the beginning was the Word. And then a verse later it says the Word became flesh. Jesus is the Scriptures embodied in a person. He is the authority of the Scripture. That the Word, God's Scripture became flesh and dwelt among us. And so when they were listening to Jesus speak... They were listening to the Bible, not just the way that we now read it. They were hearing it firsthand from the Word of God Himself. Jesus actually talked later about His authority in John chapter 14. He says this, Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in Me? He says, The words I speak to you are not on My own authority. Interesting that Jesus gets His authority from someplace else. He's not just the origin of it. He says this, He says, rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. And he speaks in such a way that he commands people's authority, people's attention. Just right before our reading, Jesus spoke to a few fishermen, and they left their entire life behind and decided to follow him. Because that authenticity of his authority rang through. Jesus' authority came from his confidence in who he was, the very Son of the Father God here on earth to bring good news to people. And he knew what he was doing. He said, I am about my Father's business. And so he had the confidence to do that, a calm confidence. Think about yourself in our world of authority. Do you have that calm confidence of Jesus? When you speak to others, do you have that confident authority? Or instead, are you like the disciples, you like the Pharisees who are tossed around by all the different voices in life that try to control who you are? Maybe it's our parents have ideas, our professors have others, our peers have other ideas. You go on the internet, maybe you still, for old time's sake, turn on a television. And you see advertisements, you hear them on the radio, you see them everywhere you go. They are clamoring to have authority in your life, to define who you are, what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, who you're going to be, what you're going to be like. Who actually has the authority 
to describe who you are. Who has the ability to break through all of that clutter and say, this is what it is that you are to do. Think about that. What are the difficulties? Think about authority. Maybe you're still unconvinced that you like authority. Think about this. Every time that you sin, regardless of what sin that is, you are breaking God's law, His commandments. You are rebelling against His authority to say who you are, and you're saying, I want the freedom, the exousia, to define myself. And so you're going against His authority and exerting your own. What can possibly break the cycle? What can deliver us out of that confusion? The disciples and those who remarked in Mark chapter 1 discovered it. It was indeed the authority of Jesus, who oddly enough, as he came into this world, as the one person with authentic authority, comes down to the end of his life. And he stands before Pontius Pilate, who is, yes, in a position of authority, but he is no person of authority. He is confused. He's the one that asked the question, who even has the right to kill this man? I certainly don't want to do it. He washes his hands and says, not my problem. And yet Jesus, oddly enough, submits to him. Think about all the worthy authorities in your life that you struggle to submit to, and yet Jesus submits himself to this kangaroo court that Pilate is running, Pilate claims, I have authority over you. And Jesus says, the only authority you have over me was given to you by my Father. And since he puts you in that position, I will submit myself to you. But back to that question, who has authority to take the life of Jesus? John chapter 10, Jesus clears that up. And he says, nobody takes my life from me. He says, but instead I have the authority, the exousia, the power to lay it down and to take it up again. And on the cross, that's just what Jesus... Jesus does for us. He lays his life down. He submits to authority because we so often cannot. He submits to human authority because we rebel against heavenly authority. And there on the cross, he gives his life for us. He forgives our rebellion. But he also breaks the power of every imposter authority that is clamoring around us and says, I will be the one true authority. Because after he gives his life for us, he has the authority to take it back up again. And the awesome and wonderful news for us is that Jesus doesn't just come with authority. He uses it for you. He has authority over all things. And he uses it like the president will probably do at the end of his term. He uses his authority to pardon you. To say that you are forgiven. For all the times you have rebelled against him, for all the times you rebelled against people in the world he has put there for your benefit, that you have resented, and he pronounces you as being forgiven. But you know, he doesn't just stop there. Oddly enough, with all this authority Jesus has, he doesn't hoard it to himself. He's not afraid that it is going to dissipate and no longer be effective. Instead, Jesus gives his authority away. He gives it to you. He gave it to his disciples later on in the book of Mark. In chapter 6, he brought his 12 disciples together and he sent them out. And he said this, I am giving you authority, that same word, to go out and proclaim to others that I have come to be a blessing to them. He gives them authority to go out and break whatever chains of authority are upon them. To break their personal desire for freedom, but also to break the chains that others have placed on them. 
Matthew chapter 28, the namesake of this university, the Great Commission College in Matthew 28, Jesus says what? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he gives it to his disciples. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, freeing the captives, breaking the chains of authority on them, and freeing them to live a new life in him and in his Father. He gives that to you. As he says that you are the dearly beloved children of God. To go out into the world with all of his authority. Maybe it's to proclaim to your friends, to your family, to your neighbors that Jesus loves them. He has freed them. Maybe it's to proclaim to the demons in your own life. Those sins that seem to have power over you have no power over Jesus. But instead he has the authority to cast them out, to break their hold on you. So that indeed you can live as a dearly beloved child of God. Amen.